Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a weird thing I've started to do with AEW Rampage, and I have no idea why. You know the Pet Shop Boys and their song, Go West? In the advert breaks, I sit there and just go, Rampage, and I don't know why. I'm really worried that I have a problem. My name is Simon from World Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. And this is the sixth episode of AEW Rampage. And I know I mentioned this last week, but I still can't get over it. How did we get to six? The first was like CM Punk, or the second was, and all these weeks and months are just going away. And I start to worry that one day I'm going to be dead. Look, let's not talk about this. You're here to watch a review show of wrestling. I'm very sorry. Let's up those doubts. Ricky Starks joined the commentary booth this week, and I really hope that AEW makes this a regular thing. Just pick a random guy or a random girl, put them in the booth, and then we get to know their character a little bit more, and it kind of allows them to be the star of the show. Our first match is also a tag team title contest between the Lucha Brothers and the Blitz and the Blade, so it's nice they got to close their shop early. And this was a really smart thing to do because you're going, hey, look, we got tag titles, they're being defended, they mean something. Now, yes, it did suffer in the sense that I don't think anybody on the planet actually thought that the Butcher and the Blade were going to win here. But look, sometimes you have to defend your titles, and when you go to defend your titles, you go out there and you defend your titles. And it started with Blade versus Phoenix, Eventually, Blade was like, you know what, I want nothing to do with you. You're absolutely nuts because he is nuts. And then it was Butcher versus Penta for a while. But that didn't really go very well for the challengers either. I think somebody then accidentally sounded the tag team cracks and hard too early because all of a sudden everybody was in the ring. But this ended with Penta and Phoenix doing these two simultaneous stereo dives. And it was just wonderful. They kind of crisscrossed as well. They are such good professional wrestlers to the point sometimes I get sad. I watched them, I'm like, man, I'm never gonna be that good at anything. When they were all getting back in the ring though, Blade was actually able to hit Penta with his two for one on meat sign. No, sorry, he wasn't, with his cross body. And that's when they slowly started to get back into this with slow, very smart offense. Phoenix was having none of this though, so he hit his bonkers switch and just started doing all this crazy stuff. You're like, man, why does gravity not apply to you? And if you can believe it, the way the Butcher and the Blade stopped this is they took Penta and they tied him to the top rope courtesy of his mask. So now he had a horrible decision. Well, I have to help my brother, obviously, otherwise we're gonna lose the match. But if I do that, I have to expose my face, which is against my legacy. 
What a really, really good idea. As it turned out, it led to the most wonderful ending as well because he did decide, I cannot let my sibling be in trouble. What kind of man does that make me? So he did unmask, he covered his face, he smashed out a super kick, which allowed Phoenix to turn his like position into a hurricane runner with a pin. And that is how they did win. And honestly, you need to go watch this. I don't know who came up with this idea, but somebody go up to them right now and give them a hug. I don't think I've ever seen it, even though obviously it has happened. It was Fabu. The Harley family ran in afterwards, because of course they are a bunch of schmucks, but of all people, Santana and Ortiz made the save. So surely eventually we're gonna do the Lucha Brothers versus the Proud and the Powerful, a match we've all wanted to see for a while. This is getting it up. Had a really cool video package between Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson after this. And the best thing about Brian going to AEW is he has gone back to look, I'm going to end your life, Danielson. It's such a great change of character after all these years of being the scrappy underdog. And why WWE never gave this a chance, I don't know. But Kenny even referenced the whole underdog stuff. And he's like, look, the majority of your career has been in that position. And sadly for you, there is no fairy tale this time. You lose to me. That's also when Brian promised to kill some fools. And honestly, this is a dream match to me. And I know a lot of people agree. And I cannot believe it. We're seeing it in less than five or six days. I don't care there's no on pay-per-view. I don't care it's not for the world title. As I mentioned in the intro, one day I could be dead. Just give me this stuff as quickly as possible. I am excited. Also, you should all go and watch this. Like, it's really short. It's like a minute. You could do it in the toilet. Anna Jay versus The Bunny was next. And this was basically done to get Anna Jay back into the ring. Because, of course, she's coming back from that horrible injury. I'm giving it up. It didn't really go that long either. So you could just sit back and enjoy it. And they didn't even get in the ring to begin with. Anna Jay just attacked The Bunny. was beating her ass. And even gave her a suplex on the floor. To the point, eventually, the animal went to Matt Hardy, who was at ringside, and said, well, What the hell would you do? Because my plan isn't working. He did have some good advice though because he was like well why don't you throw her into the ring post and then chuck her into the barricade which is exactly what the bunny did do and then all of a sudden she was on top it also caught an injury to anna's arm and shoulder so the bunny started working over that one and at this stage i realized wait a minute there is a lot of people stood outside of this squared circle i think it's gonna end in distraction. So when Penelope Ford noticed, oh no, the bunny's in trouble because Anna Jay's about to apply the Queen Slayer, she jumped up onto the ring apron. Ty Conte saw this and was like, nope, not on my watch. She pulled her down. The bunny couldn't believe that any of this was going on, so Anna Jay snuck up behind her and hit the most devastating move in all sports entertainment with a surprise roll up and got the win. All this was fine though. Afterwards, the bad guys beat up the good guys, so I suppose we can do the other singles match or go into a tag team match. The only thing that upset me was that the Dark Order were nowhere to be seen because, of course, on Dynamite, they'd all fallen out again. I guess the good thing is I'm going to get lots of presents at Christmas, but still. This also meant that Matt Hardy was having a terrible evening because he had just lost again. And then he went and lost his flub in mind because he spied somebody in the crowd that was dressed like Orange Cassidy and was like, you know what? Get that person in here. I am offended and I'm going to shave his head. Now, this is all very tough for me because we're pretending like somebody that does go bald is a travesty to mankind. And sometimes it just happens and you have to deal with it. But honestly, this is the kind of thing that wrestling should be doing more. It's like what's old is new again. I haven't seen an angle with a fan that was planted in the crowd for ages. And it does make you go, well, that poor so-and-so, he just bought a ticket. And now he ain't got any air. Again, too, this must be ending with a Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy match who came out to make the save here with Matt Hardy losing his hair. And that's a super duper big deal. Just take a second. When was the last time you didn't see Matt Hardy without his luxurious locks? So if AEW does do it in the right way, I think we're going to be like, I can't believe it. I'm really into this story. 
up. Fair play to Powerhouse Hobbs too. He had a few moments to cut a promo on CM Punk after he had chucked him through a table, although we were just airing it here, and he took a baseball bat, pow, and he smashed it out of the park. I mean, he told Punk to go home and stay there for another seven years. He came across like an absolute monster, but more importantly than all of that, he has made me doubly excited for this match. We need to get Powerhouse Hobbs on the microphone more. Britt Baker and Ruby Soho then must have been inspired by this because they arrived, did a promo battle, and it was the highlight of the night. Up. Because who knew letting people just speak their minds and tie it all into reality would work so well? Because Britt Baker was all like, oh, Ruby Soho, you must be having the time of your life because you actually get to be on television. So Ruby fired back with, look, you're just like every broad I've ever met who's banging a dude in the back. Of course, that was a reference to Adam Cole. Britt Baker sold this wonderfully. I was having a good time. We even spoke about the fact that Ruby did get fired from WWE, and all of that is true, so it allowed Soho to react to it like you would do in reality. And once again, there's that word again. This was excellent. Ricky Starks even gets a tick, because on commentary after that sex line, he went, man, is it a crime to be in love? So he deserves some kind of award. And then Ruby turned to Britt and said, look, your problem is your head is too far up Tony Khan's ass. I don't think this went more than five Five minutes and they did brawl to end the thing but it has got me so pumped for their title match next week that you just got to give them a round of applause do you see how simple and effective wrestling can be you don't need to overthink it and honestly i don't think this could have been any better it did wonders for Britt baker as a bad guy it did wonders for ruby soho as a good guy it was almost like she was a completely different person to what we had been used to before couple of thumbs. We then got our Mark Henry interviews all the people that are going to be in the main event segment and yes Fiego Del Sol is putting his car up against Miro and the only thing I can come up with is that Fuego Del Sol really likes Street Fighter 2 and realizes that if he does lose Miro can basically become Zangief and destroy the vehicle like you do on a bonus stage. I mean, honestly this is such a bad idea what the flubble sticks were you thinking but as for the match my word it was great. Up. I think at this point too we can all admit that Miro is one of the best things about AEW. I mean every single match he has is just a little bit different from the last. He completely understands his character and if you want to talk about wrestlers of the year 2021 my nominee would be Miro. As ever Del Sol used speed in the early going to try and piss Miro off which he did when he grabbed him out of midair but Fiego didn't want to lose his car obviously so he pushed him right into a ring post. All that did I think was made Miro even more madder so he grabbed the man and chucked him into the crowd but do you know what the fans did? They caught him, they basically shuffled him back to the point he could hit a crossbody off the barricade. I think this was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean it wasn't but that's how I felt. It really did annoy Miro though who just started to murder Del soul including one point when he jumped off the ropes and he just took his fists and whammed him right in the chest and i was like man he's gonna die i do think del sol was then getting a little bit worried about his ride because he was able to hit mira with a foot stomp but once again it was just like a bee going and miro couldn't take it anymore and he backed fiego into the corner and just started to hit him with these hammer blows in a small part of me was like that kid from the Simpsons. Stop, stop, he's already dead. He then booted him in the face a few times to get the win. And honestly, towards the end, this was a little bit like a cat getting mauled by a tiger. It does mean Miro is now the owner of a shiny new car, but I don't think he gives a shit because he took the keys, he stuffed them into Fiego Del Sol's mouth, and then he plucked the game over camel clutch 
This is one of the most disgusting things we've seen in a while. Nobody wants metal in their mouth. Hurts your teeth. It also means you're going to have to wash them because they're going to be all slobbered on. And of course, the main reason to have this match to begin with is to set up Miro's next proper feud, which was with Fiego Del Sol's best friend, Sammy Guevara. He ran down, he beat him up, he chased him away. Given that Miro had left the title in the ring, he picked up like, I'm going to be the new champion. And you know what? He absolutely should. What a huge victory that would be for him. And it sets him on the road to superstardom. So this was another fine, fine episode of AEW's brand new show. How they managed to pack all of this into 60 minutes, I don't know. But it zoomed by, ironically, like a car. And it was getting it up. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.